We support our local team and our local brewery, Phantom Brewery, and they've decided to support us back and you guys by offering a 10% off code EPR10 when used on their website, phantombrew.com will get you 10% off anything you order this season. That code again, EPR10. Lafondra looking to get caught side of Fon. Lafondra away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello, hello, hello. You join me now for yet another Elm Park Rules preview podcast with me, Jacob Southcline. For those of you that haven't noticed, we have a date up in Rotherham at the weekend at the New York, New York Stadium uh, against Rotherham in Rotherham this Saturday for our second away trip of the season. Following up our excellent win against Cardiff in the league last week and our not-so-excellent League Cup loss this week to Stevenage, let's hope we can follow up with another three points to talk all things Rotherham as well as all things Proud Royals. I'm delighted to be joined by Tom Williams. Hello, Tom. Hi, how are you, Jacob? I'm all good. I'm very excited because we've been talking a little behind the scenes about getting you guys on for a little while. And when I say a little while, I think Paul initially made contact, or you rather you made contact with Paul about, oh, I don't know, four months ago. But better late than never. And uh, yeah. it's, it's excellent to have you on because um, okay. I've been I've been hearing whisperings a little about what Proud Rules have been up to this season. But if there was ever a man to tell us more, it's definitely you. So I guess, can you just start by introducing yourself, Tom? Well, like, what, what work do you do with Proud Royals? Uh, so my, obviously my name is Tom. I'm the chairman and founder of Proud Royals. Um, so this was all my idea. Um, <clears throat> bit of a brief background, you know, I've worked for the club for 22 years. Um, felt that something needed to be done. So I invented Proud Royals um, in January and... Here we are today, growing and getting a, a little bit manic, so to speak. It's it's taken off, hasn't it? Because originally, it's it was conceived by you as it's it's like an LGBT like space, isn't it? Uh, or like LGBT official representation for Reading Football Club. And in an age where you know, sadly, there is still a lot of undue discrimination against people from an LGBT plus background, it's it's excellent that finally there is some sort of official capacity there. And and like you say, this season it's it's really taken off the ground, hasn't it? Because all of a sudden you've got more people in official roles at Proud Royals. You've got more of a visible presence around the stadium. Do you want to talk to us a little about what you've been up to this year in particular? So uh, this year in particular, we'll just be kind of building the team. Um, I took on... Ben Thomas, who is a board member of the staff, um, he's coming as vice chairman. Um, we've got a young lady called Louisa, who's our secretary. <clears throat> we've got Ryan, who's our head of social media and content, who's been with me since the start. Um, and then you've got Dave, who's our um, diversity and quality officer, or diversity inclusion officer. Um, so, it, yeah, it's... All about really at the moment is just building the team, um, getting things into place and then starting to build towards the season and um, getting the events organised and just being a presence around the stadium. Yeah, and, and that's really important. Just the fact that, you know, you are there, like you say, you touch upon the events, 
There was one very recently all, all coming up. So we, 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 we took a partnership with the Community Trust. Basically, it was their, their event. We worked alongside them. Um, it was a free taste of football session just to kind of get people out, playing football, meet new people. Um, but like I said from the very beginning, I do stress that this, this whole Crowd Royal thing is not just aimed at the LGBT community. It's yeah. aimed at everybody. doesn't matter whether you're black, white, gay, bi, non-binary, you know, trans, anything. You know, if you have got an issue or you need to talk to anyone, Crowd Royals is there to listen. Um, and obviously now we've got um, the LGBT liaison offices which are in the stands, um, which can be identified by having a rainbow armband on their, their arm. Um, and it's actually been quoted by the EFL that we're the first club in the UK to do that. Yeah, that's amazing. That's just, you know, yet another way in which you guys are trailblazing, basically. Yeah. So, and more clubs should probably take a leaf out of what, what you've done. But it's amazing to say that you're the first. And um, the question I've got is... You know, you've mentioned a couple of, of stuff going on in the background and how you're developing the team and really kind of building. What ways now can people get involved and, and get behind you guys? And, you know, how can people get involved with Proud Rules if they're listening to this podcast? Well, sign up and be a member. Um, go on the website, www.proudrules.co.uk um, and just become a member. Turn up at um, our events, follow us on Twitter, tweet, retweet, you know, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I'm trying to convince the team to get on TikTok and other stuff like that. <laughs> no, you, you, honestly, I, I'm, I'm one of these people as well who wouldn't be seen dead on TikTok. So, um, <laughs> But one of these days, if I do get a, a TikTok account, Tom, I'll follow you on there too. Yeah. But the link to your website is on your Twitter, isn't it? It is, yeah. So the Twitter account, for those of you listening, is at Proud Royals on Twitter. Get following. I follow them and they follow me back which is also <laughs> very kind of them. Uh, right. So thank you, Tom. That's you, We touched upon Proud Royals. Um, I think you've done some amazing work just from the outside looking in, just get it on its feet so quickly because, you know, these things, you know, take a lot of effort behind the scenes from everyone involved. And, and, and yeah, just... And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for my team that I've got. Ben's amazing. Um, Louisa's mate. They're all amazing. You know, they all bring individuality to the team and, you know, you got to bear in mind four months, five months ago when I started it, it was just me. Um, yeah. So now to have a team as dedicated as I do, it's it's quite phenomenal. And we're getting recognised throughout the league. You know, the EFL know about us now um, and they want to do some stuff with us. Uh, Amar Uden, who was the um, Fans by Diversity chairman, he he's helped with us. He... he um, got the flag made and um, some other stuff that we got T-shirts made up for the for the staff. Um, so it, it, you know, there's a lot of people that have helped out. Um, a lot of people that supported. You know, yourself, Star Club 1871, Ampart Rules, Tyler End. You know, the list. You know, I I couldn't thank and thank people enough. You know, and obviously in midweek there was a. <clears throat> a few nasty comments put on the Twitter page. But you know what? We're not going to rise to it. Um, yeah. We're going to keep doing what we're doing, keep being as strong as we, we're trying to be. And, you know, it's just about making sure that 
people know that Reading Football Club is diverse and we are there to support people that need it. Well, that's it. And, you know, the, the few dissenting voices, you know, more and more are, I'm finding, you know, what's, you know, it never stops and you always have to be vigilant and call it out when you see it. I'm proud to be part of a fan base that, on the whole, from when I've been on Twitter recently, people will, will like, shut it down, call them out. And, you know, you're always going to get some idiots who are intolerant and, you know, more and more they are looking like the dinosaurs that they are. And keyboard warriors yeah. take keyboard warriors. That, that's all it is. And I'm not, I'm not going to say no more on it. I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. Because right every it's, five you get that are nasty, you're going to get 10 or 20 that are yeah. nice. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the biggest testament of all the fact that, you know, you guys crack on with it and, you know, you have provided something which has been missing for so long. And thank you for, coming on and talking to us about it. And, you know, we look forward to hearing from you throughout the season too. But with that being said, you're not going anywhere for the next 10 minutes or so because I've roped you into being the tactical expert slash um, EPR pundit of the week for our trip up north to Rotherham. So, you know, good luck. But (laughs) um, (laughs) earlier today, um, I spoke to um, the chat from uh, Rotherham podcast that uh, you'll be hearing from after the break um, if you're listening at home. But he was saying that he's pretty confident of a Rotherham win against Reading on the weekend. Where do you stand on that, Tom? Do, do you reckon that Rotherham are going to turn us over or, or should this be an easy three points on the road? I don't think it's an easy three points by any stretch of imagination. Um, I think if we can build on what we did against Cardiff, you've got to bear in mind on, on Tuesday night against Stevenage, we played a lot of players that are not necessarily played at all in any kind of competitive football in the men's first team area. You know, you had Basil Tuma, who, yeah. who played. You know, he he's been playing in the under 18s. You know, he's he's good in the, the development leagues, but you know, first team football is is is, hard, is a different ball game, mm. and some of the players. You know, for me, they've, they've done all right. And Paul Ince was right in what he's saying. You should be proud of them because, you know, they gave it a good go for what is some of their debuts. Yeah. Uh, I think if we can build on what we did on against Cardiff, um, the thing we've got to stop doing is giving away early goals. Um, it's that first 20-minute period we seem to be really poor. Hmm. And then we kind of grow into the game. We need to be bang on it from the moment from kickoff right through you know and I think there's a few players that surprised me on Tuesday night I think Loom oh, yeah. um, is it yeah that's right Mamadou Loom new signing oh you know some of his footwork and his work rate on Tuesday night was awesome yeah agreed he's going to be running for us for this season um, and again you know the other players you know you got your Tom Holmes your Tom Mack you know, I think they're going to be all right. Mm. Even Shane Long. I think if Shane Long, Long gets the the right assists and the right balls, I think mm. he'd score some good goals for this season. Yeah, um, he's off the mark for the year, isn't he? So he's, he's got his first goal, presumably more to follow. Absolutely. But, you know, no game in the Championship is an easy game and I don't think you can go up with the arrogance to think that you're going to get three points straight away. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Other them are a tough test. 
like any other team. Blackburn next Wednesday and the Middlesbrough the following week. You know, it's they're coming thick and fast and they're not easy. Yeah, yeah I mean, you touched upon a couple of, of players who featured in that cup exit to Stevenage, like Mamadou Loom, new arrival, who's mm. come in and instantly looks like he's going to bolster the side. He looks like he's going to run the midfield for this season. He, he was bolstering it. Like you say, a couple of nice touches, big, strong, you know, just has that sort of class that you'd expect from from a player that's made his way here from Porto. But another of another player who might well feature for us, um, it's a bit of a saga getting him in through the door, but um, Paul Ince in his press conference today is hopeful that Naby Saar, the six foot six Naby Saar, uh, who will look like signing on a free from Huddersfield, he's hopeful that he will, he'll sign before the weekend, which would be a massive boost. And also, whisperings hot off the press today, that we might be getting in a left back on loan from an unnamed Premier League club, um, yeah, which would would be excellent as well. So you know, reasons to be optimistic, Tom, aren't there? Because you know, we we managed to get a result against Cardiff with a reasonably depleted squad, but we've got players to come back in, haven't we? Well, I'm not being funny. You, you look at the the signings. You know, we've made ten signings for a team that can't make spend money. <laughs> that that that's not bad. That's not bad yeah. going. You know, at the beginning of the season, um, before, well before pre-season, I sat down with my dad and I was like, I was quite concerned that we were going to be in a right mess. But as the signings come on, Shane Long come in, you know, all, you know Sam Hutchinson, Jeff Hendrick, you know, as they all started to come in, I'm actually kind of feeling a bit more like, okay, maybe... Hmm. Mark Bowen being back is a good thing. And maybe we'll be all right. Who knows? You know, it's yeah. one of them where you've got to... It's 46 games in the Championship. We've got 44 to go. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. You know, <laughs> it's a long way to go. And, you know, the problem with us Reading fans is we're always negative all the time. Oh, I am. I always... I'm always you know? negative. <laughs> and it's mad because... The thing that I always try and say to people is when you're negative and you're showing your negativity towards the team, and in the, especially in the stadium itself, yeah. the players feed off that. Yeah. If the players feed off that, their heads drop and they're going to be like, oh. you know, That's it. we need to be with them every step away, which I know we are. Mm. And we've got a good support. I say good support. We do have a good crowd of some mm. of us you know, that really give it their back in. And we all need to be behind it. You know, everybody needs to be on the right page. It's it's a cycle, isn't it? Because positivity from the stand transmits to the players and mm. then them feeding off that and producing better performances feeds back into the stands. And it's it's a cyclical thing, isn't it? And and like you say, negativity can 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 derail that. But I don't know, everyone at the moment seems to be pulling in more of the same direction than they were this time a year ago is my personal feeling as well. So totally respond to that. I mean, and I guess in terms of other injury news, it's looking like Ovi Ajara is going to be out for about four weeks, but equally in, you know, to, to fill his shoes in the meantime, we've got a bang informed Tom Ince who scored an absolute screamer of a goal against Cardiff last week. And, you know, if he can, put in a similar performance against Rotherham, then, you know, we should be all right. So all of this, I guess, is asking the question, Tom, let's talk score predictions because I am a negative Nelly and, and you know, I'm not going to push the push the boat out and 
say that we are going to get a win. I'm, I'm going to go for a score draw. Um, but are you any more optimistic than me? How do you think it's going to go down? I'm going to go for a 2 0 Reading win. Oh, go on. One of us has to. <laughs> Shane Long on the score sheet for both. All right. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll tell you what, if, if that comes to fruition, I'll have a drink on you. That's, uh, that, that, that sounds like a weekend I can get behind. So all that's left to do then, Tom, is to thank you so much for coming on and repping Proud Royals this week on the Ampart Royals preview podcast. We might well speak to you later in the season. Like you say, it's a long old year and, you know, fingers crossed for the weekend and the season to come as well. So after the break, you are, come on, you are, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) I always forget to do the whole, you know, up the ding, you are, whatever. Like I'm a terrible podcast host. So after the break, we'll be speaking to Mick from New York Talk podcast. That's a Rotherham podcast. So stay tuned, keep your ears peeled for that. And up the day. Welcome back. I hope you made have actually made it back after the break because, you know, sometimes you get distracted and then you never come back. But if you are lucky enough to have made it through to the second half of the podcast, uh, you'll be delighted to hear that I'm now joined by Mick from New York Talk, who are back in the championship. The Millers are, are back, uh, having got promoted last season. And it's been a while since we caught up with you guys, Mick, but I suppose the headline is that you have been promoted again. You're you're back to, I guess, duke it out with, with Reading against relegation once again. Or are you guys looking a little higher up the table this season? Oh, well, <laughs> we're always looking higher up. Um, it seems the only way that we can look every time we've been in championship. So um, I don't, it's, it's really difficult to say, to say because... Obviously, we've only played one game, unlike Sells, uh, well, the rest of the division. Our second game was uh, was called off at, um, at Coventry because of the uh, the issues that they're having. Um, so we've obviously only seen one game. Uh, that was at home to Swansea, where we, uh, we, we, we drew one apiece. So how are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> it's a million-dollar question, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> it is, yeah. After one game, and I, I caveat anything that I say at all by, mm. by the fact that it's just one game, it feels like we've got a much, much stronger squad this year than we've ever had in the last mm. 500 times that we've been promoted in the last 500 years. Um, <laughs> so it, it, the recruitment's been very, very good. It's been slow, but it's been very, very good. What we've done this time, which we didn't do the last, last twice that we came up, We've bought players with championship experience. Yeah. Um, so we've still got the young lads. We've still we're still bringing in players who, who um, Port One feels that he can develop. But he's also bought in quite a couple, quite a few experienced heads. You know, sort yeah. of coming back to. I suppose it's the usual story, and you're coming to the towards the tail end of the career, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, you know, you know, and looking for a club, but they have the experience. Uh, we've, we've brought in Grant Hall at the back from Middlesbrough. In fact, yeah. we raid in Middlesbrough. We've, uh, we've we've also brought in a lad called Peltier as well. Both of whom nice. have got quite a lot of championship experience. Um, we've got Connor Washington that we brought in up front, who absolutely fits the Paul Warren mould as a player. He's not a prolific goal scorer by any stretch of the imagination, mm. but he will run, run, and run, and then he'll run a bit more. Um, so. And the younger players that we brought in are very, very exciting. Uh, yeah. So 
who knows, mate? We might go down bottom again with fourteen points. <laughs> well, no, honestly, it's, if if anyone's likely to to finish bottom, I mean, I, 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 other than our relatively impressive comeback win against Cardiff like mm-hmm. last week, you know, Reading, you know, but, but probably where the clever money is, mate. But let's go back to what you were saying about um, the recruitment and the players mm-hmm. you brought in, because after years of being accused of being somewhat of a yo-yo club, yeah, I mean, you've got stability in in the form of the manager Paul Warney's fast becoming a, a bit of a a bit of a club legend by the sounds of it with you know how he's but six years I think he's he's been around and yeah and you know un, under his guidance like you say you have got the odds exciting player or at least for me mm. players who seem exciting on paper I, I, I is it Ben Wiles I think yeah, yeah. Who, who's, who looks very very handy can you tell us a little about him yeah he came through our academy uh so he's a Rotherham lad he's a local boy um I remember seeing him make his debut in um, a Carabao Cup or League Cup competition when he was about 17. And you know when you see a player and you just think, he's got it. He's absolutely got it, even yeah. at that age. Um, he's, he's a very, very strong uh, midfielder, works hard. He's a, he's a, he's a box-to-box midfielder, essentially. Uh, can score a goal from, from just about anywhere. Mm. Uh, Really, really exciting prospect. We've had a few offers in. I think Burnley have have, have made two or three offers for him in the uh, in the in the summer window, while they've been trying to pilfer everybody's midfielders. Man, <laughs> 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 they paid five million quid for Scott for uh, Scott Twine, and then mm. continued that um, uh, that sort of march to, uh, to 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 buy midfielders. But we, we've turned them down, which is unusual mm. for a club like us. Yeah. I mean, usually, if somebody comes in with three pound fifty and a Fredo, we'll let our players go. <laughs> I mean, um, and in this and in this economy as well, a Fredo will get you quite far. So exactly, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, but but yeah, we we've we've turned down a lot of offers for quite a number of our players this this mm. uh, this uh, transfer window. Significant offers as well, which you you know for us would be club club record. Um, yeah, transfer fees. So. It's it's nice to see that the chairman's it, the chairman promised at the end of last season that he would back the manager. Mm. Um, obviously, all the fans felt felt that that meant he was going to spend twenty million in transfer window and <laughs> everything were going to be fine. Mm. That's not the case. What he is doing is allowing him to keep the best players. Yeah. He's also happy to up the wages. We're not going to pay lots and lots of money for um, in, in transfer fees, but we've got a very very strict wage wage structure which. Probably will still remain the lowest in the championship, mm. um, but previously, I mean, it has been. I guess for you and I, not ridiculously low at all. But yeah, <laughs> for, from a football. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, for, like, I would, I'd quite happily be on like the the wage of the absolute lowest earner at Rotherham and Reading. You know, yeah, we could probably too. split yeah. split it between the two of us and probably still afford to buy a nice island somewhere. So yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah, yeah. But, so, uh, but yeah, Ben Wiles is an exciting talent. I don't mm. think he'll stay with us much longer. Um, I think he's got another year on his contract plus a year extension if we if we mm. choose. So depends where we go how we go on this season. Certainly, if we go down, he will not come back down with us. Uh, sure, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But that, I think that sort of cap fits quite a few players within mm. the squad at the moment. So, uh, but yeah, he's, he's, he is an exciting player. So it sounds like cautious optimism then, mate, because. You've got the tie to the local area, like you say. If 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 Wiles mm. is local lad, then you know that gets the fans on side. If you're turning down offers and the chairman's putting his money where his mouth is and being a little ambitious in terms yeah. of 
you know, the recruitment side of things and the wage side of things, then surely there, there's got to be three worst teams in the division for you then, mate. Because, you know, when Reading fans came into this season, they would probably say, right, we're earmarking the likes of Rotherham to pick up three points from. But I think it, it, the reality is that there are many easy teams in the division this year, personally. I mean, what do you think? Well, I mean, if you go on the Carabao Cup <laughs> results from last night, nah, nine chances. Yeah. <laughs> nine knocked out my lowest lower team. So that's I mean, true. Yeah. Well, that's not going to happen to us tonight because we're away at Port Vale. So. Well, that's it. And also, with that being only your second time that you've, you've played a game this season, because we briefly yeah. touched on it earlier, but an absolute pitch disaster glass up at Coventry meant you didn't actually get to play your second game of the season because yeah. I mean Reading fans will know from because we used to a ground share with uh, London Irish or rather London Irish used to ground share mm-hmm. with us and that, that the rugby lot can wreak havoc on a pitch but uh, I, yeah. I was re- listening to the managers after the game saying it, it resembled a moon crater so really <laughs> like you guys are getting your, your second look at Rotherham tonight mm-hmm. are you likely to put out a strong team is it going to be rotated is it going to be a similar side to what they put out against Reading it, it's a strong side uh, mm. But we made eight changes from uh, from from our first game, yeah. Um, and, and I'll be honest with you, again, I, like I said, I'll caveat everything I say with what we've played one game. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would have been happy for the, the side that's starting tonight to start against Swansea. Mm. Um, you know, I don't, I, I'm, I'm quite comfortable with the with the with the strength of the side, and, and Warney will have them dr- very very well drilled. Um, you know, we play high energy, high press football. Um, mm. We haven't got the, the likes of Michael Smith anymore. We he's he's gone down the road to our noisy neighbours, uh, so we haven't got that big man up front necessarily. So Sky are going to struggle this season when they come and take on us because their sort of direct long ball script probably won't yeah. work because we just haven't got we, we we that's not the type of players that we've got. So mm. um, I I don't think the team that we turn out tonight will be will resemble very much what. what yeah. The one that um, the one that turns out on Saturday against yourselves, um, I think he'll revert back to the, the, the pretty much the starting eleven from Swansea. Well, that's it. I and mean, we've both picked up points against Welsh opposition this season. Yeah. I, I mentioned, you know, we we got um, a comeback win against against Cardiff at the weekend. Mm-hmm. A point on from Swansea in your first game back in the league. You know, on paper is a, a pretty good point because I mean Swansea have got handy players, the likes of Joel Pirro. Uh, one similarity as well between the Millers and the Royals this season. We both seem to have our fair share of injury issues because I know a, a goal scorer for you guys is uh, Tom Eaves. Mm. And um, there's there's a question mark over his fitness for the weekend, along with a couple of others. I think uh, I'm just looking now. Uh, I think Oliver Rathbone might also be out. So uh, And and Reading are, are struggling as well for bodies. I mean, we might have a couple back, but um, are, are injuries a big factor at the moment for you or are you not so worried about it? We're not too worried about it. Uh, only Rathbone's back. He's playing tonight. Uh, Good. I, I don't mm. think he'll play on on uh, on Saturday. Jamie Lindsay, he and Jamie Lindsay, who, who who's been with us a couple of seasons, and I probably played against you the last time uh, last time in the championship. Um, they're very very similar players. Very combative. Um, bite your ankles, midfielders. <laughs> um, but but Jamie Lindsay against Swansea was absolutely outstanding. I, I can't see that he would um, he would lose his place, despite the fact Ollie Ollie will do exactly the same job. Uh, but Jamie, he's obviously got a lot more championship experience. Ollie Rathbone came from Rochdale and 
he's not played at this level as of yet. So um, Tom Eaves, I think he's back in training, but I don't. He won't. He will certainly won't feature this weekend. I'd be mm. very surprised if he does. Um, I don't think he's going to be back in full uh, full training until next week. So um, we've yet to see him um, in a Miller's shirt. So we'll, we'll see. He has played for us before on loan uh, many moons ago, and um, mm. I'll be honest, he didn't pull up many trees. Uh, <laughs> but, but as 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 the lad himself has said, he's a he's a completely different animal now. You know, he, yeah. he five or six years ago and. He's got a lot more experience and, and everything else now. So, uh, but other than those two, um, the only other one that's been out is a lad called Jim McCart, who we who we picked up from Scotland. Um, mm-hmm. He had a quad injury in pre-season, but he's playing again tonight. So, mm-hmm. um, but again, I can't see him starting on the on Saturday. Um, who knows? Yeah. So if if Tom Eves is indeed out, which will mm-hmm. presumably be music to the ears of of any fans listening to this. Who are the other danger men then? Because, okay. you know, you, you've got to have goals on, on paper, but because it's been a while since we've played you guys, I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't know where they're coming from. So let us into a secret. If, you, if you're backing one person to score on the weekend, who's it going to be? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, dep- it depends how he's going to line up on Saturday. We've got a lad um, called Georgie Kelly who came from Bohemians. Um, he's not played at this level other than about 10 minutes against Swansea. Um, he is a goal scorer. Hmm. He's very, very raw. He's, 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 he's very, very unorthodox. Um, but he is a goal scorer. So if he plays, I would, I would, I, I might have 50 pence on him in bagging a goal. However, <laughs> I, I can't see him starting. I think Connor Washington will start, and I think Chidozio Benny will, will, will start up front as he did against hmm. um, Swansea. Uh, and I, I don't know whether you've seen the goals from that game, but he scored an absolute screamer from. It was a, it was a howitzer. It was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> from three yards. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> from a from a Sky Sports long throw. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't matter how you score them. You know, yeah, a goal's a goal is a goal. So yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but he's, he's been scoring for for fun for for Republic of Ireland, um, and it, it really is his first sort of foray as a. As, for us, as, a, as, a, as an out-and-out centre-forward. Yeah. Uh, he's played as a wing-back before, so uh, if he gets a chance, he will take it. So he, he's definitely the one to watch um, in in, uh, in terms of goal scoring. But the goals could come from anywhere. Dan Barlass yeah. in midfield will uh, can, can pop up with one Ben Wiles. Um, you know, so... And Richard Wood from the set-pieces, if should he play, despite the fact he's 300 years old, he'll, uh, he'll, still, <laughs> bag, he'll still bag a few this season, so... Um, I, we, we haven't. It's difficult, I mean, as I said, because we, yeah. we, we played one game. But um, I don't know. I, I really don't know where the goals will come from yet. Mm. But those two or three are there are certainly uh, like to bag bag some this season. Reading have got a couple of pensioners on the books too. I mean, the oldest one obviously is um, local hero Shane Long. Say local hero, he's, he's Irish, but he came through our academy, right? So, yeah. <laughs> but um, he's off the mark for the season. He converted a penalty against yeah. against Cardiff. I, I was thinking, oh, he's going to miss this, and you know how it goes, right? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. No, I'm very very relieved to see that going. So hopefully, I mean, we, we've got some injury problems up front. So if he starts again against you lot, you know, I'd, mm. I'd probably back him to to threaten. You mentioned Connor Washington. Mm. He was one that back in time, like we're talking like second coming of Brian McDermott. He was one that was linked to us. Yeah, so yeah. I'd be interested to see how, how he does if, if he features. So, right. It's that time. We, we've reached the last leg of the podcast where we've got to put our money on the table. 
or Alfredo's on the table and uh, <laughs> and uh, and predict the score. And uh, my track record for this season, Mick, is not good. Okay. Uh, I predicted a draw against Stoke. We lost. I predicted a, uh, a draw against Cardiff. We won. So okay. uh, I might go for the hat trick. And I'm also probably going to predict a draw because I'm boring. But um, <laughs> really, it's it's a big it's a big game for both teams yeah, because, yeah. like we've said, like these are the if you if you're a Rotherham fan, you're thinking we've got to beat Reading. If yeah, you're a Reading yeah. fan, you're thinking, well, we've got to beat Rotherham. Yeah, yeah. So what are you thinking as far as scores concerned? I'd, I, I think we're gonna. I think we. I think we will edge it. Hmm. I genuinely think we'll edge it. Um, I'm going to go for two one. I can't see us keeping a clean sheet, but having said, I don't know. Two one. I might. You know, when you come on our podcast tomorrow night, I might. <laughs> <change that. laughs> no, you, you. You know, you are entitled to change your mind. I might change my mind three times before I put the yeah, edit yeah. up of this pod. So, I mean, well, one like you say, we might not keep clean sheet. Hopefully, hopefully, touch wood on the weekend. We, we've got this like six foot six monster starting at the back for his new signing, uh, Nabi Sar, mm-hmm. who we might have picked up on a free yes. from Huddersfield, fellow yeah, Northerners. Good player. Um, so really good player. He, he's a unit. He's an absolute mm. beanpole. So I reckon if, if he starts, you know, our chance of keeping a clean sheet will will exponentially increase. But yeah. we, that's the, he's still not signed yet, so we'll have to see. Yeah. But yeah, he's, he he we, he, uh, he he played well for Huddersfield when we played him last season. He uh, he kept us out. Um, mm. we, we when we played not last season, the season before. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. We, we absolutely battered battered Huddersfield nil nil. Um, it was one of those sort of games where we just couldn't we could not. Hit a barn door. <laughs> We've had plenty of those. Yeah, 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 God, yeah. But we'll have to see. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be second away trip of the season for us lot, and mm-hmm. it's it's. I don't know. Like, I've, my granddad's from Doncaster. I always think it's a nicer part of the country. So you know, safe travels to yeah. everyone who's headed up for that game, and uh, best of luck to both sets of fans. Yada yada yada. Come on, you guys. Thank you to Mick for coming on. I'm going. I'm returning the favour. I'm as at the time of recording, it's a Wednesday. On Thursday night, I'm going to be appearing on New York Talk for their preview show as well. So you know, if you if you fancy tuning in for that, tune in for that. You can also follow New York Talk on Twitter at r at r u f c underscore pod. Um, I thoroughly recommend doing that because they're my go to for Rotherham everything. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. This has been the Elm Park Rules Preview Podcast with me, James Southcline, and Mick from New York Talk, and we'll we'll see you next time we do another one of these.